I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. We were super off, but who cares? What? What's she playing? She's still she's on her path to one hundred percent God of War. Nice. Alright, boys, let's just jump into it. Alright. Fuck it. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And it's the voice that makes you moist. Marcus. Well, Marcus guys. Is here again. Uh, I was yeah, going to say, Marcus. Yeah. Every once in a while, we have a Marcusless episode, so I, gotta, I like to highlight when he's here. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It feels empty when we don't have our third, our third man anymore. I know. We got to keep him on the payroll. Right. <laughs> Gotta pay rent, boys. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna need a raise. You know that whole that phrase like I'm, I'm a third wheel type thing. Mm-hmm. Most things have at least four wheels. Yeah, but not a bicycle. Bicycles st- suck though. <laughs> I mean, that's debatable. Right? I mean, tricycles yeah, you know, are pretty sick. Unicycle has one wheel. <laughs> Yeah, I think Marcus is making a point about his own life. Uh, yeah. Wait, What's his no. <laughs> he's a solo rider. That's right. That's true. Marcus is uh, he's a... He's been a very self-sustainable man. Yeah. So when he's on the podcast, he's part of a, you know, the weirdest tricycle there is. <laughs> the rest of the time, he's just unicycling around like a weird, like a weird guy on college campuses. That's right. We need two more folks on the podcast so that we can uh, become Voltron. Uh, I was about to think of something that has five wheels. <laughs> Let's see, fifth wheel would be appropriate because you don't really need five wheels for anything. Mm. That's true. I think you're missing the point of third wheel, but I'll give it to you. You do have you do have part of a point. A tricycle exists and is te- technically superior to a bicycle because it's more stable. It's mm. not as fast though. Prove it. Oh, what do you mean? Prove it. <laughs> prove it. <laughs> Show me land speed record for tri- tricycle versus bicycle. I He's looking it, it up right now, folks. It's the the semi annual bicycle versus tricycle race. I'm telling you, motorized and non motorized. Thank you. We're very not much. doing non. We're not doing motorized. <laughs> we have to find out though. No. This will be biased towards bicycles because more bicycles have been raced. I'm sure. Okay, now you're gonna be like, oh, I'm, even if I'm wrong, I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that. Uh, the bicycle. 
Well, here's one tip for you. When I go to Google and type in land speed record for bicycle, it comes up immediately. Like It corrects it for me. I type in tricycle, and it's like, do you mean bicycle? <laughs> <laughs> Someone has done. I've watched people hit professional indoor tag. And the weird thing is, the bicycle. I mean, I'm from the first page on Google when I'm looking at the bicycle has um, a non-motorized record of 100 and 184 miles per hour. What the fuck? Like down, like racing down Mount Everest? Maybe. I send the Utah's Bonville Salt Flats. Don't know what that means. Oh shit! However. The trike only has motorized ones, which is it's 526 miles per hour. Which what I the fuck? I just don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure this is not true. <laughs> I don't think there's any way this is true. But so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Unmotorized trike, I got no idea. But bicycle seems to be uh, pretty crazy. Imagine being the person who straps themselves onto a motorized tricycle to go 500 miles an hour. <laughs> Yeah, but no, apparently this 184 miles on a non-motorized bicycle is completely legit. That's insane. That's so awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and apparently it's incredibly dangerous. It <laughs> must be. <laughs> but yeah, it is real. So that you is learn something f- new every day. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. I gotta look that up for some while. I want the backstory how that happened. Yeah, there was an article about it, but I'm not gonna. That's I, I, I the new podcast. I'll just read an article out loud to you. <laughs> you go. guys can make little comments. I mean, some podcasts do that. That's their whole. That's their True. whole thing. Right. We yeah. give you. Our oh, my favorite videos. podcast: reading articles. <laughs> An NPR production. There's probably a podcast where someone reads a random Wikipedia article every week. They probably. click random and read it. Wait till they get to Corbin Blue. They make five thousand. Oh, that's a callback on Patreon every month. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Seth, your callback skills are incredible. Oh, no, that's like from three episodes ago. <laughs> so the bingers are going to be eaten right now. They're going to be eating like Diane Keaton over there, dude. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, that was the thing that Seth said. Yeah, it's a it's a quote from a Key and Peele sketch. So oh. it's been said by some professional comedians. All right, it's been vetted. Oh, so Marcus's okay. laugh was warranted then. Of Marcus, course, good job. Uh, Marcus is a man of taste. <laughs> I just wasn't prepared but, for that at all. <laughs> but Marcus, speaking of you being a man of taste, I wanted to talk to you and hear. Uh, I want to know if you'd heard about the Genshin Impact news that I just read about. Mm-hmm. This happened like a week ago, so it's not hot news. But I just found out about it. Okay. Apparently, uh, a Chinese man um, who was outraged that the developers took out uh, some bunny costumes from the game went to their offices and tried to stab them to death, the developers of the game, but was uh, stopped before he was able to cause any harm, apparently. Oh, no. Um, so what it, What happened with these bunny outfits? Do you know? And why is it a big deal to this Chinese man? Okay. Because so- <laughs> I hear the... I heard... The, what I understand is the conflict is basically about how the Chinese servers and the like Western servers were being treated differently about it. Right. So... I haven't heard anything about a bunny costume. Well, I, okay. that's a one thing, though. Seth, there's one small fact I need to correct you on. I've heard okay. this. He was not a Genshin Impact player. He was oh, a Honkai yeah. Impact player. Yeah, he oh. played in one of their other games. Honkai, sir? <laughs> yes, yes. Honky it will always Impact. be Honkai in my heart. A game made for us. God. We get one game by Chinese people. Oh, that's no. right. The Chinese made one game for my people. 
Respect us, please. The, the story of African American history. Honky impact. Jesus. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. African American history told from the honky perspective. <laughs> no, no so he's saying it like it's Evangelion. Honky oh, yeah. impacts. God. Anyway. Oh, so. So we don't have skins in Genshin Impact yet. Mm-hmm. But. Wow, uh, why are they why are they holding off on that gold mine? I have no idea. But there was an event. From, uh, basically, it was like a weird collab with KFC. Uh-huh, so, of course. Which everyone's doing now. Right. It's the hot new thing. So you got to cook, like, mashed potatoes, a fried chicken, and a fried chicken sandwich <laughs> in the game. And those mm-hmm. are your, like, edible items that give you stats and shit. But in China... They also got some exclusive, like, wings. Mm-hmm. Like, KFC wings. Wait, chicken wings? No, or, like, like wings <laughs> like for their... Wings that you can glide around with. Were the okay. wings fried? <laughs> that would be hilarious, but these people don't have insight like you. Sadly, no. <laughs> so, China got the wings. The rest of us on Global did not. So... I don't know about the bunny suits, but hey, if they're coming in the next patch, that'd be sweet. And wait a minute, wait a minute. I just realized only, Marcus, you spend one hundred dollars twice a month on this game, uh huh, and there's not even skins. Not yet. (laughs) Like we're like next week. We're gonna. Is it next week or this week? Yeah, yeah. So this week we're actually gonna get the new update, which has which has just introduced housing. Hell yeah! You'll be living. So there's gonna be like Final Fantasy 14 where there's like a housing market and everything. Not really. Everyone has housing, okay. but you have to okay. like build and improve it. Okay, so it's better than Final Fantasy 14 because every it's universal. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing to me. I have a friend who's like really into Final Fantasy 14, and one time we were playing games, and he was like, "Yeah, I gotta wake up at six o'clock tomorrow morning to get on the housing market." Um, and I was like. <laughs> I was like, you bought a house? He's like, I'm in Final Fantasy. And I was like, what? And you have to log on at that time to like, if you want to secure yourself a house. And I'm like, it's a video game. Yeah. It's a video game. Two of my friends got married in Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, yeah. The, my, this friend of mine has gone to several weddings in Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, so, yeah. It's a crazy game. Yeah, I mean, as a person here who's actually played it the longest, uh, I did. Or at all. No, that's true. And you're still not married, Smith? No, I'm not married. I'm still on the market, uh, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) and um, and non-binary folks. The the housing market in in FF14 is so weird. You're thinking to yourselves, right, why is there limited amounts of housing? It's a goddamn computer game. Because it's not instanced, or some of it is. There's neighborhoods... That are instance, and you buy a house in that. Anyone who's in that neighborhood or goes to that server can see your neighborhood, and if you let them in your house, go into your house. So it's like it's instance, but it only only so much where it still does create scarcity, and it's yeah. just bizarre to me. It is very weird, but I mean, the game is successful is successful as hell. So what do I know, right? right. Yeah. Same thing with Genshin. I mean, I don't get it at all, but man, they got they got Marcus dropping stacks in the game without even having skins. <laughs> So, I mean, I'm not even going to pretend I haven't spent on 
according to an online calculator, $2,500 on League of Legends. Holy but I got a, I got $2,500 worth of skins. Jesus. Yeah, when they put skins in that game, they're gonna, they're, their profits are going to fucking explode. Yeah. Right. Forget Tesla, Genshin Impact. Whoever makes that game is going to be the most profitable company. <laughs> and Seth, can't you buy the, the skin you want in League of Legends? Yes. So even against you to be like, oh, you're rolling randomly for skins. Mm, Is that how it's going to be, Marcus? Have I hope that yet? not, because it's already bad. Like, like rolling for characters, at least you have like a pity, so they'll guarantee you after a certain amount. Ninety rolls, yeah. right? The weapons banner is it's it's the wild west in the weapons banner. You you have no idea if you'll ever get what you want. So with skins, I hope they just, I hope you can just straight up buy it, because I couldn't handle gambling to see what my character's going to look like. The game yeah. is just straight up gambling with Legend of Zelda mechanics underneath. It is gambling with anime girls put on top of it to where people won't call it gambling. Yeah, that is true. Um, but Seth, is it any different than when I play like Magic the Gathering? You know, go to the store and buy some fucking a pack of cards. I might get uh, you know a, a rare, a mythic rare or whatever that I want. I might no, not. no, that's also gambling. It's the exact same mm-hmm. fucking thing if you think about it. Collectible card games are the easiest way to get children addicted to gambling. <laughs> In fact, I am so scared that I would actually develop a gambling addiction that I just refuse to ever even try it. Because, like, whenever I play a video game or anything, I will sit there and just gamble away all my currency in, like, a casino or in, like, some, some like, random chance thing. Because I'm just like, man, why not? What if I hit, right? That'll, I promise that'll be me in real life, so I'm just never even going to try. Mm. <laughs> and it's probably stemmed from me buying all those damn packs when I was a kid. I mean, when a, when a new set of magic drops on an arena, I go and I spend 50 bucks on the pre-order. I get 100 or whatever packs or 50 packs, open them up. And I sw- there's a feeling you get where it's like, oh, man, this is cool. Like, oh, yeah. When I used dangerous. to hit those Hearthstone rares, I would. Oh, my God, I would get a chub. It was crazy. <laughs> that was like that was the shit right there. Um, But, yeah, I don't know. I think there's I think there's a certain kind of game. Or the loot box. We've talked. Loot box was actually the first thing we ever talked about on this podcast. Mm-hmm. There's a certain game where I think loot boxes make some amount of sense, even though I still think they're too much like gambling. But the fact that like every game tries to have them now is just so crazy. Like, why is it that the sports games like FIFA have that shit? What 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 is that? Like, at least in Hearthstone, it's like oh, it's like a card game, which in real life you're doing this. In soccer, you know, football, you're not always you're not gambling the whole time it's just it was it's really weird that it's just it seems to be the model for a lot now and then now and this thing they, they pulled the, the biggest trick in the world which is they put loot boxes in every game and we're like this sucks now when a game doesn't have it they talk about it as if it's a feature they're like and guess what this game no loot boxes and everyone's like yeah as if that's like a th- a thing we like a feature. We're, we're like, the fact that they didn't add something to the game is the best part of it. It's like being told, like, guess what, guys? From now on, we're no longer gonna hit you in the head with a hammer every morning. Like, yes, yes! yes! Yeah! that is awesome. <laughs> I haven't read it yet, but apparently, some EA person like leaked some documents from inside their company about how they intentionally crippled the free mode of FIFA to drive you towards the loot box version. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. They put like sh- like like subtle limitations on things so you can't get the players that you want and the things you want and it's just oh, like yeah. fucking in- it's insidious. Yeah, I've heard actual like players on like YouTube and stuff talk about that exact same thing. They're just like, yeah, it's like if you look at the numbers, 
it just makes way more sense for players to play, you know, to go buy packs and stuff. And it's like, God, that's especially like once again, Genshin Impact, League of Legends, games like that. They're free to fucking play. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, people like me and Marcus end up spending way more than we would at any other video game <laughs> due to that. But at least they're free. Paying $60 for a FIFA game, which, by the way, all those sports games are now also completely filled with ads. So you're spending 60 bucks, looking at ads all day, and then probably dropping just as much money as like Marcus does on Genshin um, for maybe probably more for fucking soccer players. For cards in a soccer game that help you win your fantasy soccer game in your virtual soccer game. <laughs> and you know what it is? It's the tendency of the rate of profit to fall. Like Exactly. Profits are constantly going down to so find new ways to extract more money from people. I think that part of that is, and as much as I, as much, I mean, I want to talk about it, but I, like they're, they're re-releasing, you know, SMT Nocturne. They're releasing the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Mm-hmm. A lot of these remakes and remasters just also seem like cash gr- not like 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 they are cash grabs basically like hey here's the thing we already made we gussied it up a little bit put a new coat of paint on it here you go buy it again you fucking sli- you hogs and we do yeah i don't know i think that one's a little bit different because there's two there's two parts of remasters that are great one is now you can play the game on your new hardware like if you're not a pc player like a lot of us and you only play on consoles you haven't had a really reliable way to play some of these games because of backwards compatibility being weird and all like store issues so it's and it's a new updated way now you have it and then also in a lot of the cases not in nintendo's case sadly but a lot of it it's like i'm paying 60 bucks and i'm getting three mass effect games that all cost me 60 bucks when I first bought them. Now, of course, I am still buying <laughs> them buying again. again. <laughs> but I only ever got Mass Effect games on sale because mm. I played them when they were old. So I kind of win here. Um, so that is a little... Because like a lot of it is, you know, people probably won't go out of their way to play some older games. So remastering them is a thing. But it is still... Yeah, it's still weird to be like... But nobody does it like Skyrim and GTA Five. That has gone way too far, (laughs) both of those games, with their massive re-releases they do all the time, and graphical updates and all that crap. It's too much. Make a new fucking game, Todd. Why would it so much more profitable to re-release the old one? (laughs) I know. He found the perfect business model. And then release a terrible game that no one likes, and it doesn't even matter because you make money off your other games. (laughs) Perfect business model, actually. I'm glad to say I've only bought Skyrim once in my life. It was yeah. on PC. I never needed to buy it again. Same. And guess what? Skyrim, not that great of a game. Well, to be completely honest. Obviously, you've got the wrong mods on. <laughs> yeah, no. Didn't play Didn't play with any mods. I don't know. I find the game to be very tedious. And I don't like with the world scaling with you. I'm going to put it out there. I don't like that. I like when I run up to an enemy that's level 80 and I'm level 5 and it freaking tears my dick off. That's what I like. Agreed. Which is which is why I'm interested in playing this. Have you heard about this thing called Enderall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a free mod or a like whole Expansion, conversion of Skyrim. Yeah. And it changed West one of the main things that changes. The game does not scale with you. You can like go up to areas that are higher level or lower level and you know fight that way. And that's like a bunch of things. That sounds kind of interesting. A lot of stuff in Skyrim actually sucks. And I I don't know. But people who like it, good for you. You one have more? plenty to play. <laughs> One more reason why Morrowind was the GOAT, because 
things were leveled to the lay they where they were, and you didn't fucking know. There was no map telling you this is a high level area, it's a low level area. You just wandered in, you get your fucking ass destroyed. And that's yep. that was a learning <laughs> thing. I would prefer that rather than, oh, guess what? You're level fucking 30 now. All the all the human bandits now have obsidian armor and weapons. Why? He, yeah. he can sell his armor and live like a king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the thing that, I don't know why this is a Skyrim podcast now, but the thing that bothers me the most about it is like if you do some cheap strat at the beginning of the game and like get really good at uh, making daggers and get your crafting to like 99, it scales the attacks of the enemies to that. And even though all oh, you're just a, you're just a blacksmith and now you're getting hit with level 100 enemies. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. That's your fault for studying the blade, kid. (laughs) (laughs) Studying the blade, literally. The blade itself. Not the wielding of it. The blade. There's a lot of poorly... Here's the thing. I enjoyed the Skyrim. I played like 40 or 50 hours of the game, and I thought for that, it was good. It was great. And then after that, the cracks begin to show, I think, if you start to replay it again. Yeah. I mean, some people just play it. They just keep playing it. That's just their life. I'm like... Actually, that kind like, of game. all the time I've put in the Skyrim, I haven't, like, beaten the main story. <laughs> oh, I've never, be- never beaten the main story. God, no. You... you think I am a nerd? <laughs> <laughs> the last one that was worth doing it was fucking Morrowind, again, which had a badass fucking story, and the other ones were not. Mm. I do appreciate the amount of effort you'll put into finding all the weird bugs and glitches in Skyrim, and there's some crazy yeah. interactions <laughs> in that game if you get down to it. Some really weird ones. So that's that's been a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. All right. What's next? Well, we should talk. I want to talk about <clears throat> yesterday's uh, from this perspective. From today's perspective, Monday, April twenty sixth. Uh, yesterday's main character on Twitter dot com mm-hmm. was oh uh, yes a Twitter user by the name of uh, Locksneed Martin, which is unfortunately a reference to, uh, it's, a, it's a Sneed is kind of like an online slur, unfortunately, but there we are. For what? Uh, special needs. Oh, well. Yeah, of oh, course. Fuck. And uh, this person went on a long rant on, on Twitter about a... The most uh, important thing that's pressing in this country <laughs> the translation of anime and how crunchyroll is ruining it i knew it i knew it specifically one anime in particular called don't to- don't toy with me miss nagatoro now marcus do you know this anime and can you explain the premise of it to us okay so <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory you've got this kid uh, he's like a sophomore in high school, and he meets this girl, Nagatoro, who greatly enjoys bullying him. Yeah. That's, that's, I've, I've heard it described as a, a show of people who fantasize about being bullied. I mean, I don't know who fantasizes about being bullied or getting I mean, bullied. Uh, subs. Yeah. Right, right. But yeah, this, this would be their shit, because <laughs> within like five minutes... Five minutes of this guy meeting her, she bullies him until he cries, then whips out her handkerchief, wipes the tears from his eyes. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was just really funny for me for some reason. Oh, I thought she did something else with him. Oh, no. Well, she does that twice, at the very least. (laughs) And, oh. But, yeah. 
funny is she enough, harvesting his tears. No, she gave the handkerchief to him. <laughs> that was for him to keep. <laughs> so the Twitter user didn't like that the translators of the show were using gamer words. Um, oh. He didn't like that they were using the word sus, which, as we all know, was completely invented within the last year and the rise of popularity of Among Us. Mm-hmm. Sus never existed before that, um, which is, I'm being sarcastic because I've heard the word sus for about five to six years now, and that's just me. People probably maybe heard it more. I don't know. Sadly, it is a lot of the times used in a very homophobic way, but I have heard the word a lot. Um, so he didn't like that, and he was like, oh, it's just from a, a game that got popular in the last year. No, no one's going to understand this ten years from now. Which <laughs> just makes no sense. Um, and then he didn't like, and this is this is the even crazier one. He said that using the word scrub in the um, translation doesn't make sense because that's a word that only people in the fighting game community understand. And I'm like, are you... What in the goddamn hell are you talking about? I heard scrub specifically the black uh, fighting game community. Yes, mm. um, he point. Well, we're gonna get there. Yeah. Um, oh boy. Yeah. Oh, just just you wait. Um, but that one's even weirder to me because I heard scrub before I even knew fighting games had a community. I mean, I heard scrub when I was. I mean, first of all, TLC has a song called "No Scrubs" from the fucking nineties. And then, I mean, I heard I heard about scrubs when I was in, like, middle school. Like, any underclassman, you called them, like, a scrub. And like, oh, that's a loser. It's a scrub. That's just a normal thing. That's not something that was invented by the fighting game community. Mm-hmm. So he starts there. He's just like, hey, I don't like this. Crunchyroll. People who did this should be fired from Crunchyroll because they suck at their jobs. And they're ruining an anime that I love. And then, as, a, as a real quick note, though, yeah. people, people I know who know Japanese have said that the word that the girl uses in the original... Manga, is that how you say it? Manga. Yeah. Sure. She uses a Japanese word that is a abbreviation of the word suspicious. Ah, so it's spot on. It is. <laughs> Absolutely. And this guy's argument was that listen, when you translate things, you translate them word for word from the other language into this language, and you just arrange those words so they make sense in English, and that's yeah. how it is. And, and then he brings up the definition of the word localization, oh. which is. I mean, you can kind of argue that's what's being done here. <laughs> I mean, but yeah. But some so of these translators there. said that, like, no, dude, that's stupid. You can't just take the words from the language that you're translating from and put them into the one you're translating it to because it won't make any fucking sense. And also, it'll sound yeah. weird and stilted because languages have different, you know, meanings for words based on the context of their usage and stuff. It's like a complicated process. Right. And. It's just like, but really what we found out was that was not the point of his rant. Oh, no, not at all. So, I mean, already a crazy thing to just go on the internet and say, but who cares? But after that, and I don't remember the exact wording because now the tweet has been, uh, the Twitter user has been banned and you can't see the tweet anymore. But basically, after a while, I guess people started replying to him, talking about how he's the stupidest piece of shit in the world. And then he he tweets, and once again, I'm... Paraphrasing a, a tweet from a man who was clearly a racist and a, a transphobic and a homophobic person, but he was like, "All you black and all you blacks and trans in my DMs can like you know get over it. Like I don't care about your opinions at all. You don't matter." Yeah, and that's what I'm like. Wow. Oh, okay. So he's also like a fucking awful person. Got it. Wow. He was like, "If you were a black or trans weeb, I don't want to hear from you." Yes, that was this more like what he said. 
And then he proceeds to go on making fun of black people who play fighting games. Also, My Hero Academia fans were a target of his. So they all, they all have pronouns in their bio, which is yeah. so funny. Like, Imagine he kept getting saying mad that, like, that. He kept saying that like um, black FGC members were just mad that their Smash tournament got canceled. And like just insane, just incredibly stupid and racist shit for it, no it reason. It sounds like this dude loses a lot in fighting games. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And then eventually he started posting very hurtful like pictures of people who are who are replying to him uh that were trans and Yeah. it st- dude, from there I mean, he starts using language I don't even want to say out loud. I mean, he honestly just starts saying incredibly vile and rude things about specifically trans people at this point. Um, but then, and I'm, Smith, I'm going to let you take the reins here. He starts to step into your territory, which is history, mm-hmm. and, and make some some pretty bold claims. I want you to run these down for us. Well, he starts off with, I'm not going to defend Nazis here, but... Oh, which is, oh. I mean, a classic defense of Nazis. <laughs> so we all know from our history classes the, the book burnings that Nazis did, right? Mm-hmm classic idea of a yep. bad thing the nazis did because who would you know burning books terrible thing to do right? right his argument was actually those books were written about and by gay people and therefore it was okay to burn them because it was immoral for them to exist and he makes up this he starts going off on this incredible long tangent about how transgender people exist because of a german philosopher from the fucking 20s and only his works inspired them and then and then we never heard about him again until 2010 with a reality TV show about that girl who transitioned. And that was for a straight up 80 years. Nothing happened with transgender people. It didn't exist. And clearly it becomes, he starts posting these like, these people, these like, these like maybe real, maybe not posts. People who say their, their transition surgery went bad. And he's like, oh, it makes me want to kill myself reading this stuff. Like how terrible it was for them. Why are we as a society allowing this to happen to people? concern troll type shit and it very clearly became it became clear that his goal was never to to have an actual discussion about this translation thing that he was mad about it was to hurt people and it it just it became disgusting to be honest to look at um and then he even and he slid this one in there but when he first talked first talked about the book burnings he said, it's not like they were going around and destroying the classics of the country like what's happening now in America. Um, and I'm like, are you fucking serious? Do you really think that we're getting rid of the classics of American literature? Mm-hmm. You fucking idiot. Yeah, man. They got rid of Dr. Seuss, man. Do- Dr. Seuss. Huckleberry Finn. Oh, that, I, I, I can't ever find a copy of Huckleberry Finn ever again. It's gone forever. And it's just like... Fucking idiot. This guy, he's just he's a, he's a 4chan, he's an A user, is what he is, an anime poster from there, from there, and he's posting on Twitter like it's fucking 4chan, and experiences consequences. Not that it matters to him, he'll get a burner, he'll be back in no time doing the same shit on a different account. Like, it's just, it's not gonna matter. He got what he wanted, which was attention. Yeah. But, it just, it just brought up this whole, like, this whole thing, because in the third episode of the show, apparently they use sus again. And so now it's back. People are, are once again talking about this. <laughs> I can't believe they said so. Uh, yeah. And it goes to prove the point that I think I brought up last week is that Twitter is the worst place in the entire world. But also it's great because it lets you, it, at least it lets you know there's people out there like that. And you can, I don't know, it keeps things in perspective for me. Every time I think that maybe people are kind of okay now, 
I see stuff on Twitter. I'm like, okay, we're not there yet. <laughs> I, I think I think there's some more work to be done because uh, people really are. A lot of people are incredibly far gone in, in the in the way they talk on that website. I mean, I I still think humans are generally good. I I agree. I agree. Also on that, but I agree. Yeah. It's our society and the the environment we grow up in that makes us into monsters like this motherfucker. Yeah. You know. And I will say that I, I mean honestly I do believe there is an incredibly um, silent majority. Um, I do. I don't think people have a hive mind. I think people are still more aggressive than we like to believe. But I do think that overall, if most people saw that tweet and had and like you like legally had to reply to it, most people would be like you're crazy like you're at least the least at least they would say you're wrong <laughs> you need to shut up like <laughs> i do believe that at least but there are people like this guy and there are people supporting him on the replies too and yeah it's just kind of it's just so weird to know that any day that you're like at the store and you're like somebody's in front of you in line that could be that person and yeah. you just don't know this about anybody because you know people on that people on just go crazy on the internet I will say that I read a lot of the replies and most people were dunking on him. Uh, yeah. But there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, I agree with you at the beginning. And then you started getting really weird with the racism and the transphobia. <laughs> like, what yeah. are you talking about, dude? And it, but the weird thing was I was going through the um, the thread initially. And once it started getting uh, racist and transphobic, the tweets still have a double digit likes. Oh, yeah. I and mean, there were some of those tweets that had like 70, 80 oh. likes, not retweets with comments, but somebody just saying, oh, I like this. So, there's work to be done. Oh yeah, there's chuds out there all over the place, and they they had their weird little grievances about everything. But so this this show about a girl bullying a boy uh, made a, a man so mad that he revealed that he was a Nazi he, within twenty posts <laughs> that he bullied entire groups of people. Right. Yeah. By the way, this is a romance anime. Just just throwing that out there. <laughs> Wait, who's the romance between? Um the 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 bully. And the bully E. <laughs> okay, so there's like a so it's not just bullying; it's also like right. oh, we're gonna bang. She she likes him, and I guess bullying is how she copes with like her embarrassment of liking him because she teases him about because he freaks out a lot over whatever she does, and like to deflect from her own embarrassment. She jumps on him. She's like, ha, ah, no, no. Well, it's a classic, you know, it's a classic right. thing that happens. Yeah. All right, I have a question, boys. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I'm not a history buff, but one of us is, so I wanted to ask a question. <laughs> Marcus, you, you're up. <laughs> I, recently, I recently heard from a comedy video, but I just want to see if it's true. I heard that Socrates was a pedophile, and I just wanted to know, is that true? I mean, was he a Greek man? <laughs> Fair. Okay. And that applies ask. from the beginning of Greece to now. Don't nope, worry. nope, nope. We don't endorse that opinion, but asked and answered. Thank you so much. Giannis Antetokounmpo, please come to my birthday party. I do not share that sentiment. Don't bring any little boys to it. Oh, I'm sure there'll be like friends and family, so they're they're welcome as well. <laughs> it is interesting though how back in back in the day in Greece it was just like, yeah, I'm your teacher, so now suck my cock. You know, like this is normal. This is how yeah. we do things. Yes, I'll extract the knowledge from that cock. 
Yeah, there was. I don't know what culture it was that I heard about one time where it was like it was considered normal for little boys to to suck the cocks of older men because they believed there was only there was only a finite amount of cum in the world and you had to inherit it from the, the previous generation. I wonder who came up with that idea. <laughs> Holy shit. What well, honestly what happened was some grandpa got caught getting his dick because he was a pedophile getting his dick sucked and he was like Oh, actually, here's the reason. And then they're like, all right, let's build a culture around this. Cool. I'm glad you had your reason, sir. This may be made up. I don't know. It was my anthropology class, and I'm starting to think now it was not true. But uh, I can't remember a single thing I learned in my anthropology class. Anything. I took it my freshman year. I don't remember a single word that was said in that class. You guys are taking anthropology? I'll tell you one thing, though. One of the required readings for that class was a book. Um, it's by the lady who like write who wrote the series of books that inspired the Bones series mm. on television. Oh, the, oh well, the, the the crime stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was like a book by her called uh, Deja Dead, which is a terrible name for a book, <laughs> and it was required reading. So I read this whole novel, which was like four hundred pages, by the way. And guess what? There were two questions about that book on the final. Wow. But I'll say this, I'll say this, I was the only person in the class who knew shit about it, because I was the only one that read the book. Nice. <laughs> but, yeah, and also that it about? I don't it's like, so it's crazy, I, I actually, it might have been, like, set in the Bones universe, because I think there's the, in the set in the same timeline or Sorry, whatever. Sorry, the, the Bones-averse. Bones-averse. Um, but yeah, it's just about this lady who's a, you know, investigative, what do you even call it? I don't know, Bone detective. Inspector. Bone inspector. Bone inspector. And then, I'll tell you one thing, the craziest thing, spoiler alert, her best friend dies like 50 pages in, and then that's when, because that's when the the murder mystery gets amped up a notch. Mm. And then in the end, she solves it. So, pretty good ending, honestly. I was kind of worried she wasn't going to solve it the whole time. But she (laughs) gets them in the end. All those great novels that don't have the mystery solved in the end. (laughs) Honestly, I would respect books more if some of them ended without any resolution at all. (laughs) Because we came up with this idea that, you know, stories have to be, you know, it's like a three-act structure, a five-act structure. You know, you you have your rising action, your falling action, your denouement, your payoffs. Why? That's just a rule we made up. Make a book that has no payoff, no setup, (laughs) no middle, no middle, a beginning end. Well, damn, I can do that. Let's go. All of fiction yeah. is just rules we made up. You're right. Why not? Exactly. Let's get Dadaism with it. can be there. anything. I mean, I just saw the new Mortal Kombat movie, and that movie sucks shit. <laughs> and they didn't try to do anything that they do in a normal story. Now, so you said it was missing one, one aspect from the MK universe that was, you know, somewhat important. What was that aspect that was gone that was up in the movie? There's no tournament in the movie. Whoa. What? The, the movie is a setup for the tournament because they want to make a MK trilogy. <laughs> so this movie is just... They talk about the tournament every five seconds in the movie. No tournament ever happens. Then what, and, what's the conflict then? <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and... Um, spoiler alert if you want to watch the MK movie. This isn't even a big spoiler. But the end of the movie is sequel setup because it ends with the main character of the movie, um, Cole Young, who isn't actually in the Mortal Kombat games. Um... He uh he's on his way to find Johnny Cage because they want to find all the and all, oh my god the setup for how the champions work in this movie is so fucking stupid. Um, so yeah, he's on his way to find Johnny Cage because they want Earth to beat Outworld in the tournament. That I swear, if they actually make a trilogy and the tournament is in the third movie, I'm gonna be so mad. 
Dude, better idea. The tournament's in the second movie, and the third movie has no tournament again. Yes. <laughs> it's everyone hanging out at the tournament. Yeah. Okay. And also, sure. just to run down my list of things I hate about the movie. Uh, well, one thing. First, like, this is something smart they did. They released the first, like, ten minutes for free on YouTube for everyone to watch. And that is, uh, spoiler alert, the best part of the fucking movie. When Sub-Zero and Scorpion fight for the first time, it is really fucking cool. Um, and the two actors who are in those roles, I can't remember their names, sadly, but they're both so good at physical performances as well as just acting. And that's great. Um, there's so much exposition. The way the champions are decided in the movie, I'm just going to say that, is that people are born with, um, with the Mortal Kombat symbol on their body. <laughs> and whenever, and you pass it down to your kids whenever you die. And if you kill someone with that mark, you get the mark. Which is how Kano has the mark in the movie. So wait, do you have um, two marks? Or if no, you, if didn't you already have, have a mark, uh-huh. you don't get anything when you kill someone. Uh, uh, that's but lame. if you don't have a mark and you kill a champion, then you get the mark. And then you get to unlock your arcana, which is like your special power. Oh. Yeah, they make a big deal about the arcanas in the Like movie. the empress and the high priest? Like, what are you, what's going on here? <laughs> it's just like, you know how like, oh, like, um... Why can't I think of his name anymore? Lu... Lu Kang? Lu... Liu Kang, yeah, I don't know why. He has fire. That's his arcana, which he unlocked over time by Interesting. reflecting on himself enough. Um, and uh, Goro is in the movie, and he's a CGI piece of shit, um, and it sucks. And oh, all the, all the blood is digital, and you can tell the actors don't give a shit about any of the blood in the scenes. And it also, because everything has to be a fucking cinematic universe now, it the whole time it feels like they're trying to make Mortal Kombat into the Avengers. They keep calling everyone, all the all the Earthlings keep calling each other. Oh, these are my friends. This is my team. We got to take them down. It's really weird. Like it honestly sounds like they're talking just like the Avengers do. And I'm like, Mortal Kombat isn't really the Avengers. Right. It's kind of like not at all the Avengers. Yeah, it's like Tester might murder that dude <laughs> in yeah. glorious fashion. Next. But for some reason, like I said, everything has to be a cinematic universe now. All the studios miss what made Marvel into a cinematic universe. What they at first, Marvel was just John Favreau making a movie, and people liked that movie, which led to more movies, which people also liked, and it made a universe. Now everyone's like, "No, we're starting with the intention of a universe, and it's gonna work because we want it to." Yeah, because that that dark universe with the mummy worked out real well, didn't it? The dark universe, yeah. I mean, as, even though I still kind of enjoy the movies, the whole the, all the new Godzilla and Kong stuff set up for a damn cinematic universe i mean it's just like no one understands what what works is making a good movie yeah it'll work everything will work out from there if you can make a good movie right same for you game studios (laughs) i mean yeah jeez like the old godzilla movies were very clearly in a universe together but there was no you have to watch godzilla versus biolanti to understand you know godzilla 2000 it didn't, didn't work that way they had yeah. common characters and themes that came together. And that's kind of what DC does in, in some of their side shit, which is better in my opinion. Like, Joker has no relation to the rest of the DC universe at all. And it's yeah. a good film by itself. Exactly. So, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking of this No Mortal Kombat. It actually sucks so bad. And it's lit poorly. And it's just the, all, the dialogue, the acting, it's all the exposition dumps. The guy playing Kano, what's his name, Josh Lawson... He tries his best to do some comedic relief, and there are he does have some funny moments, mm. but at some point it just becomes incredibly forced, and it's like, okay, I just want this to feed it. Mm. So, don't watch it. 
Yeah. If they make a sequel, I'll watch it for you, and I'll let you know if that one's any good. Nice. Now, That's I will say this about CGI Blood. Did yes. anybody here besides me ever see the movie Battle Royale? Of course I did. Yeah. Okay, so y'all both seen it then? No, yes. yes. What blew my mind was years later learning that all the blood of me is CGI. Yeah. And it looks incredible. It exactly. was made like 2006. Because wow. CGI blood, if if it's done right, I'm not going to be fucking talking about CGI blood. <laughs> um, but you, And that's the thing. Sadly, those movies are few and far between, and most of them are old. Battle Royale is a good example. Another good example, I didn't know this until today, but David Fincher's Zodiac in the opening scene with the slow motion gunshots, that's digital blood. All over really? the outside, all over the inside of the car, that's completely digital. Oh. And you don't fucking know because it looks so good. But then you watch movies like Mortal Kombat and the biggest uh, offender in this of all time, a movie that me and you both hate, <laughs> The Predator, the new Predator movie. So <laughs> full of terrible looking CGI blood. And yeah, the biggest problem with CGI blood to me isn't even the fact that it looks so bad. The problem is actors, and I give actors a lot of credit. They they have to work with a lot of CGI these days. Like sometimes you're talking to a big dragon that's just Benedict Cumberbatch with tennis balls on him. (laughs) But when they don't. I mean, same thing, really. (laughs) Yeah, but at least you have an idea there. But like when I'm sure they don't tell actors how much blood is coming out of them or spilling onto them when they're acting. So they don't act as if there's any blood around them. So, and that it, it takes me out of the movie. Like when I'm I'm watching Mortal Kombat, and there's like a scene where some guy you know rips a guy open, and there's I mean a crazy amount of blood splatters out. It looks bad, and it gets on his clothes. And it digital blood does not stick to clothing very well. It looks so bad. But if the actor would have at least reacted as if that much blood came out, I would have been fine. But they didn't tell him how much blood was coming out, so he just reacted like he just punched a guy. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I think that's one of the biggest problems is it just gives actors no room to really you know deal with the amount of amount of blood that's you know going out of them or coming onto them yep <laughs> so yeah stuff. digital blood sucks and uh if i had any power in the world the first thing i would do sorry to all the inequalities in the world the first thing i would do is ban digital blood from movies uh, i would awesome. get to all the important stuff afterwards i promise <laughs> of course but i would get that out of the way while it was on the top of my brain I remember back in the day, everyone made fun of the, the Star Wars prequels for using a lot of CGI for, like, you know, George R. R. Binks and for the backgrounds, the robots and whatnot. And yeah, I get that. But then they all made fun of it and it became the fucking industry standard for everything. Yep. Like those techniques they pioneered. You you watch the fucking Avengers movies and tell me that shit is not CGI. Yeah. Digital Ugh. filmmaking. Star Wars, The Phantom Menace um, was the first one we shot entirely like, half digital attack of the clones was shot full digital and now digital is very much the industry standard for everyone yep and i mean it is very rare these days like it's a big deal when they're like oh we let christopher nolan shoot his movie on film because it's so nobody does it anymore but people like you said people made fun of george lucas and all all the filmmakers there for doing what they did but i mean it's the thing now it's what everything is yeah and you could argue that it was a bad thing, but I'm telling you, it's what happened. I mean, it's just the way things went. Yeah. And, and every huge, all the top grossing movies now are these big CGI slugfests of just like nothing real is happening on the screen. And people eat that shit up. And it's just like, that's, that's how it is, you know? And I'm going to go ahead and say, say this now. The Star Wars prequels and the original Lord of the Rings trilogy honestly look better than a lot of movies these days. 
I'm going to say they look better than most movies these days. You know what is really egregious to me is towards the end of Avengers Age of Ultron, when all the Ultron bots are coming in to try and t- press the button to destroy the world, that just looks awful. It just looks bad compared to look, yeah. the, the, the Orcs, Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, that war scene fucking rules still. Like, it's great. Yeah. yeah. By comparison, I guess. Because uh, at so, least yeah. they it mix, you know, people in real costumes with the CGI, and it looked real. Not a single one of those Ultron bots is real in that fucking movie. Yeah. Also, huge props to the best filmmaker of all time, Paul W. S. Anderson, the guy who made the original Mortal Kombat movie. Because yeah. you can make fun of that movie all you want, but one is better than this new shit, and two, they built a fucking Goro. That the Goro in that movie is an like a part animatronic, part physical yeah. prop they built, and then a person is standing behind and making it move. And that's an incredible amount of dedication to a movie that a lot of people make fun of, mm-hmm. like, despite that it's maybe in the top ten best films of all time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh man, I, I think it's probably because I watch so many like animated things. I'm not really bothered by like the CG, like. I haven't seen the new Mortal Kombat movie, but like the Ultron bots, man. And also, I was super surprised by all the digital blood you guys were talking about. <laughs> no fucking idea. It's one of those things that once I started noticing it, I couldn't unsee it anymore. Now it's like the one, and once again, when you when you find out a movie had digital blood that looked good, you're like, holy shit! But that's because you didn't notice it at the time. So right. once you see it, you might never unsee it, and that's oh, kind of the man. problem. Like Marcus, if you want to remember what what it used to look like back in the day, go go back and watch, um, go back and watch, mother fucking, why can't I think of the damn name of the movie? Give me give me some actors, some directors. Seth, it's Paul Verhoeven, and it's fucking Schwarzenegger. What's it called? Starship Troopers, Total no, Recall. Total Recall. Oh. The scene where he oh. blasts those guys on the fucking escalator, and it's just blah 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 blah, just blood <laughs> everywhere. The blood packs are exploding. That shit looks great. Yeah. yeah. And compared to the shit we had today, where it's like, like, oh, obviously not even real. Ah, just. You can't you can't recapture that. Watch any episode of The Walking Dead and you will see some of the most egregious uses of digital blood ever. Yeah. It's so, rough. Yeah. Um That's our digital blood rant. Um <laughs> About every six months we have one of those. Right. Yeah. It happens a lot <laughs> in my house. Um I will say this. We should we should not let let, let this, this episode go uh, without saying that uh Derek Chauvin did go down on all three counts. Yes. I could have sworn we talked about that last week. Nope. I was not so recently. We did not. Yes. That's that's yes. the most important. Why, why do we talk about digital blood for an hour? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Derek Chauvin was, you know, he, he got caught in all the counts. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, I'm going to say one thing. Obviously, it's good. Two, the worst thing in the world is Nancy Pelosi saying that George Floyd sacrificed uh. his life. I was like, Wrong. I don't think you understand the definition of sacrifice. God. I couldn't he, believe that. He wasn't fucking storming the beaches of Normandy. He didn't yeah. sign up for this shit. You know? <laughs> he didn't plan on dying that day, Nancy. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, that was just... I mean, the optics. How do you not have one person look over that speech? The problem is... People probably did look over it and they're like, yeah, this is good. Right. They're this probably is the stuff right just, here. Just smooth it over. Like, nope, she didn't say that. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Yeah. 
Remember they all fucking knelt in kente cloth uh, like a year ago? Yep. Yeah. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Not helpful. No one wanted this. Why are you but doing yeah. it? But now we're going to find out if the George Floyd case, if the Derek Chauvin um, conviction. Yeah, conviction is a scapegoat or if it's going to lead to any kind of actual reform. Right. And they only time's going to tell at this point. And I mean, more stuff happened. We talked last week about uh, the child who was uh, brutally shot to death in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're going to we're going to see what the what what this actually leads to. They've killed like four more people since this happened. At least the yeah. ones that even got national press. Like, right. did y'all see they released a body cam footage of Andrew Brown being killed? And was no. it South or North Carolina recently? I can't remember which one. Which I think Carolina. it was South Carolina. Did you see what happened to this guy? No. He was sitting in his car on the phone with police dispatch trying to tell him he was coming in for his... He was being served a warrant for his arrest. Don't know why. Doesn't matter. The, in, in the video, the police approach the car and just start opening up on him. For no reason. They're, they're shooting at him. And then he tries to drive away. They pull out a fucking AR and someone nails him and he, he, he ramps into a tree and they keep shooting him. The lawyers said they have lost count of how many bullets were fired. For a man who was sitting there with his hands on the steering wheel of a car in his driveway. With a sheriff's truck parked behind him so he couldn't get away. They just start shooting for no fucking reason at this guy. It's an execution he tried to escape from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not even like, oh, because we talked last week about how, oh, that kid complied and he still got shot. This is just a person being a person who is sitting in their own driveway in their own car and they just get murdered. I mean, wh- what is the excuse? I mean, we shouldn't be surprised by any of it because let's not forget Brianna Taylor sleeping in her own home, not yeah. doing anything. Not to even anyone. the person who they were like trying to pursue as a criminal. Right. And the police um, don't even have the sense to admit they made a mistake. No. Just. No. This is garbage. It's been like four or five years. That little girl who was asleep in her crib in Florida and they threw a fucking flashbang grenade into flash- her crib. Into the wrong place. The wrong house. Which, first of all, I don't know why you needed a flashbang in the first place, you freaking jackbooted thugs. But. A flashbang in, into an apartment in Florida, and you got the wrong one. What the hell? Right. They permanently fucking scarred that little girl over this shit. Because cause they, they, they're just thugs. They're vicious. They're, they are our fucking gang. A criminal gang runs this country. That's right. what it is. Like, you can fl- yeah. the billionaires are there and shit, and the politicians are there, but on a day-to-day basis in your fucking life, the cops run this fucking country. Yeah. And once again, what I always tell people when this comes up, they're like, you know, they were like, oh, there was a time when this wasn't a problem. I'm like, no, there was a time when no one told you there was a problem. Because I always, I've talked to people about this before, and I'm like, if you want to see absolute proof that this has been going on forever, and it was at one point an accepted part of everyday life, watch the kid and play comedy from the 90s uh, house party. In that movie... There are two guys who are like the bullies at school, you know, big, like really, really big guys. And when they go to the party on the way there, they get picked up in a squad car for doing nothing, just, you know, being black. And then they, we don't see them again for like another 30 minutes. They come back and they're all like beaten and bruised. They're like, yeah, you know, that's, you know, regular weekend for us. And I'm like, that is a joke in a comedy that show that reflects actual like fact of people's lives that at one point they 
were just meant to accept it. It was just like, oh yeah, you know, every once in a while we're going to randomly get picked up and get the shit beat out of us. But sometimes it doesn't happen, so that's nice. Mm. And people pretend like there was a time when this stuff didn't happen. Right. Remember on fucking Fresh Prince when that guy was on the stand and he like did the whole time he was like this because yeah. the bailiff yep. had a gun? It was a joke on there too, but it's, I mean, we laughed yeah. about it back then. Mm. Yep. It's crazy. And it's it, and I'm like, can you just imagine the stuff these police officers used to get up to? Right. Like, pre-Rodney King? Like, can you imagine what these guys used to do? It is probably, I mean, there's probably guys who are like, you know, retired cops now. Who've done some of the most atrocious thing in the entire world. And when you see the people like, oh, remember him? Old old Sammy, he was a great cop. And then it's like, no, he probably did some terrible things and you're crazy. But whatever. Who cares, right? It's mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's weird and Yeah. And I know now they're trying to this not even police reform, they're trying to crack down on um like open carry for civilians mm-hmm. in public as you know like now you can only carry openly carry a gun in your own home which they're trying to ac- actually make a reform about which i don't even know why they're doing that right now i mean those shootings are still still yeah, a problem who gives a shit but we got i want to see police reform soon right. that's the pressing issue for me i mean we for sorry go ahead marcus i was just gonna say this i feel like this is an easy problem to fix like if a police officer does something that costs somebody like their life or property or something, their department pays for that. Funeral costs, medical bills, all of that. If they start enacting that shit, they'll be double fucking careful. Like at that, that that's the very least that should be done here. But yeah, you know, yeah. But the government's in on it too, and they don't give a fuck. So I mean, he will forget that Rodney King only mattered because it was caught on fucking video. If it had yes. not been caught on video, no one would have given a, sh- a single shit that it happened. Yeah. No one would have known. And we've never looked at anything. Like, did you ever, did you, I think I brought that on the podcast one time, but Terminator 2 was being filmed near where the Rodney King uh, event happened, on the night that it happened. And James Cameron said that the reason, that he, well, not, it's, this was not the deciding reason, but one of the reasons why he, he had the T-1000 at the form of a, a cop was because he said that cops were soulless killing machines that exist only wow. to oppress their fellow man. Mm. It's like he's not fucking uh, wrong. Yeah, still accurate. G- good on James Cameron. Woke as fuck, um, I guess. But the simple thing uh, is, fuck the police, a cab yep. forever. Fuck twelve. They will never be reformed. It's just not gonna happen. Yep. I'm sorry. It, it, they have to be abolished. And this leads me into what I want to talk about when it comes to this this type of shit, which is tell me. I'm gonna say it right this time. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The yeah. fucking TV show with okay, Marcus. You first have you, have you watched it now? I've watched up to what? What they let they let the dude out of the prison. Zemo, they, yeah, yeah. They had that fight in the, the storage container. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the dude who made the serum is dead now. Right. Sorry, spoilers for anyone. Fuck it. We're gonna it tell you what happens. Yeah. Go. Yeah. So, Marcus, do you do you don't care, do you? Go for it, man. At the end of this goddamn show, the, 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 they say in the episode before the last one, they will never let a black man be Captain America. This is said by a guy who was imprisoned by this country for the crime of saving his fellow human beings and, to go further, and being black. Sa- to go further, he says no black man would ever accept the position of Captain America um, 
Wait a minute. I had the whole line in my head. He said he said no self-respecting black man would ever accept the position of Captain America. Right. Says that. And then in the last the be- episode. The, up until that point, that guy is the best character in the show oh, by yeah, far. For sure. Isaiah rules. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then in the last episode, in the beginning, of, uh, uh, Falcon shows up. And now he's in a red, white, and blue costume. And he has Captain America's shield. And he corrects someone. I'm Captain America now. Yeah. And... Mm. And what they say is at the end, towards the end of the episode, he's talking to that guy who said this thing, Isaiah, he's talking, he's having a conversation with him and he says that we built this country. So you can't tell me I can't fight for it. And I was like, fight for what exactly? (laughs) The people who oppressed you for all those years, you want to fight to protect them? Mm -hmm. Not to mention he he almost got arrested when he was in that neighborhood with Bucky earlier. (laughs) Oh, yeah, their heavy-handed attempt at oh, trying to, like, God. comment on, yeah, profiling. And because he's a celebrity, they're like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Falcon. Oh, 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 my bad. Yeah. But wait, who goes away in the cop car at the end of that scene? <laughs> Bucky. The white guy. <laughs> what are you oh, trying to say here to oh, me? you really got me there. <laughs> but it's just, it, it was, like, such a neoliberal fucking argument that, that the, this guy is convinced because... He saw he saw him take up the fucking shield and I guess what beat a terrorist fourteen year old. Yeah, and uh, and not only that, I gotta say, towards even further than that, he takes him. Do you remember Marcus, the Captain America Museum from the Winter Soldier movie, where right. all of Captain America shit is? He it's takes him the there. Too. Uh, yeah, and now now there's a statue of him in the back. In the back of the fucking place. <laughs> Literally, when they go there, there's no one, and no one even cares. No. It's that empty area in the museum that no one goes to. But people, but the thing is, this motherfucker was put in prison for 30 years. They experimented on him illegally, and then they he only got out because they declared him, a, a sympathetic person declared him dead so he could escape, right, with his life. They would never put a statue of this man in anywhere because it would require him to acknowledge the crimes that were committed. You can't you yeah. can't just get that to happen. It's just glossed over, he cries, there's a big hug, whatever. It's all bullshit and I hated it. Yeah. Uh it sucks. Episode five uh is kinda where the show peaks, honestly, and then it sucks. It actually is bad. And now they've confirmed they're making a new Captain America movie with, you know, Sam at the helm, but the problem is the showrunner of that show is gonna be the director. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I mean, worse things could have happened. Go ahead, Marcus. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, because <laughs> if they're going the way of the comics, Falcon is going to be in some some shitty scenarios. <laughs> especially yep. if they, uh, oh no, they're not going to. Especially if Luke Cage comes into it, because holy crap, that'll be fucking great. <laughs> It's just honestly, it was it was so disappointing. I mean, I mean, it's Marvel, it's Disney. You're not going to get a radical message out of these people. Mm-hmm. It's never going to happen. But just so fucking disrespectful to the history that's actually happened to this country. Like, yeah, let's wink and nod at the Tuskegee, you know, experiment. Let's do that real quick, and then we'll just oh, there's a statue now, so it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. America's good again, everybody. Ah, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Also, why the fuck did Wakanda make him a costume with red, white, and blue on it? What the fuck does yeah, Wakanda I was, I care? Was confused by that. That <laughs> the, the thing he gets is is the suit. I don't know. I mean, I knew it was gonna be a suit, but I was like, maybe make it cool. Let me make it Wakanda's colors and right. yeah, yay! This is ours. It's so fucking weird. It just 
I don't know. It, the show like wanted to say something and then never really could because you can't say the things that were needed to be said. But it, it annoys me that it even like flirted with the idea, you know? Yeah. <sighs> All right, boys. Uh, yeah. Is that an episode or we want, we want to do our, what are we doing wrap up before we go? Well, we can do that. Okay. You start. Me? Oh. Yeah. Uh, I finished uh, Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. That was, it had uh, kind of a downer ending a little bit. Uh, bittersweet, I guess you would say. Uh, also watched a show that Seth recommended uh, called Ted Lasso, which I recommend to everyone watch. Yes, it is literally very, any person. Very funny show, very light, very light, but also not light at the same time in, in some ways. Yeah. But it's just enjoyable. I'll say that. Just enjoyable watch. Absolutely enjoyable. Uh, yeah, same. So I watched Ted Lasso last week. I watched all 10 episodes back to back on like a Wednesday. It was amazing. Um, and yeah, I'm playing. I'm trying to do 112% in Hollow Knight. Working on that. And then I'm just, as we kind of, Smith kind of ducked on it earlier, but I'm eagerly awaiting the new Mass Effect uh, remaster. So that's what I'm doing. It's fine. Also, I will say this: I've got to mention I put seventy hours into Stellaris over the last week, and I'm I now have three hundred hours on Steam. I need to stop. <laughs> Are you going to stop? No. All right, Marcus, lay it on us. Go ahead. I have been playing something other than Genshin Impact. Yay! What? Hades. Yes, actually. Oh shit! <laughs> I jumped back on Hades since you bums keep roasting me about the Bone Hydra. <laughs> Who got his mm, a crapped on that bone hydra, okay? Yes! Yeah. Uh, I actually got all the way up to Hades, but, you know, kicked my ass oh, this nice. time because I didn't know nice. all his crazy moves. Yeah. It goes invisible well, for what? like a minute. Like, guess what? You gotta beat him ten times. Oh so my god. Get used to it. He has yeah. two forms. Oh, yeah. Oh, excite. Excite. Um, I also bought like a, a humble bundle of VR games. Woo woo. So, oh yeah, uh, you're a VR boy now. Yeah. Uh, there's this weird one called Swords of Gura, and I'm like, what? But anyway, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I got like seven VR games to play now, so nice, super excited. Right, Marcus, did you, did you ever finish Disco Elysium? Uh, no, not yet. I'm still like, <laughs> I still have to like get the body off the tree, because <laughs> like, oh, you haven't after, even started. That's a like, big task, dude. Like after like I examine the body and talked with those children for far too long <laughs> i went to the library what does kuno care right oh my god i went to like the little library and i broke down that woman's back door and i'm just i'm just in the like this dark abandoned area of this building i'm like what the heck was i doing <laughs> there are some there's some tangents you can get off on this game if you're not careful yeah so, i yeah. see like there's like a there's a crazy cube that's asking me for a security code. I'm like, what? Have you met Measurehead yet? No. Wait till you meet Measurehead. Measurehead. Oh yeah, Measurehead's oh, great. So yeah, man, play some more Disco Elysium when you get a chance. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right, boys. All right. Well, this has been the Illinials Podcast. I am a Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MC Surf. I'm Seth. You can find me on. Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube at Part Time Pretzel. I have a new YouTube video out about difficult video games, so go check it out. The link is uh, in the show notes. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm Marcus. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. I also occasionally do art on the podcast. Yeah. 
our theme song also by Ben Powell. He's been on the show before, especially our movie reviews. He has his own podcast called Southern Smackdown, where they talk about wrestling and they're from the South. If that sounds interesting, go check it out. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't even get under it. Uh, we didn't invoke his name the entire time, but fuck Saturday Night Live for having Elon Musk as the host. Uh, um, shit. Millennials, you're loving it. There we go. Well, copyright claim now. Yeah. Shit. Shit. End of the show. We have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're just trying to outlive them. And from New Orleans to New York, that's the Linux podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Peace.